1: Everybody, one more time, it's your friends at Kapow, the pop culture podcast. We're
2: glad to have you. My name is Jordan Lou. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm
3: Seth back again. He He, won't go away, he just keeps uh, showing up. I think we adopted him, (laughs) Jesse Starcher.
0: What's up, guys? What is up? What is up? What is up? Yeah, thanks for having me back on here again. We're going to be talking some pop. I don't know if I've actually done a regular episode with you guys i'm sure i had to have we're always kind of yeah we've all we're always doing some kind of like trivia or some kind of goofy thing where we're counting down uh you know where field of dreams fits in some time travel i (laughs) but (laughs) i'm here i'm here today and that's gonna be like a regular episode that i
1: always listen to you guys do that's why he keeps coming back he's waiting for that apology cliff
2: (laughs) <laughs> that's what it is he uh, he can't get over the fact that i i'm ruined his list listen
0: he, you have no idea how many people i've told about that exact <laughs> moment that happened on that list <laughs> <laughs> i hope they all tuned in and listened to the episode
1: just to hear that go
0: down <laughs> oh it's great
1: So yeah we have been doing some uh, uh different things some novel things that we haven't done before so we've uh we've let our typical review and uh, recap episode slipped by the wayside a little bit so there's been a lot of tv here lately there's been more tv than anyone can keep up with all dropping at the same time so uh your friends at KPV are going to try to uh remedy that just a little bit and catch up with a few of our favorites
3: we start um, with
2: yeah i I think the biggest thing that we're going to talk about well at least yeah in pop culture uh last few weeks has been stranger things uh season four premiering on netflix we got uh what how did they word it? volume season four volume one
0: volume one Uh, i'm pretty sure yeah
2: yeah uh so we didn't get the entire four season yet um we still got a little bit of time before that drops netflix is
1: never going to do the episode by episode thing they are going to drop it in chunks but yeah. doing it do it in, in two chunks I guess is some way to spread it out right? but
2: I I think this has been one of our favorite things we you know that's come out the past five or six years however long it's been out now um, but uh, since we've been doing this but I really didn't know I mean what did, what did you guys think off the top of your head
1: well I gotta tell you it yeah when this show premiered that season one nothing better but two and three were fine i enjoyed them and then there was an awful long wait for season four. Oh yeah, yeah. i mean the kids got tall and gangly i yeah. forgot everything that happened i didn't do a rewatch of it at all so i came into this season thinking all right i'll just get some more straight like i was not i, I was interested i wanted to watch it but i was not ready to be blown away and that this season was great i loved it yeah
0: i w- would say i mean going all the way back to season one i remember watching that and just being amazed at how strange it was stranger things um and how captivating it was as well uh it was something that normally when we're watching tv around here it's usually me and the wife are sitting down we're going to watch some tv together there's few shows that i watch by myself uh so i'm usually got somebody there with me now What was the first season come out in 2017? Do you guys know off the top of your head? Somebody might have to look that up. That sounds right. I can tell you that, you know, I I got my daughter to watch it with us and she became a big fan of Finn Wolf Heart and that's a, you know, big... What a heartthrob, you know? Um, (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we're watching it watching. We got this big break between season three and season four. Uh, And man... This season, I didn't know what we were going to get. Just like you said, a lot of time has passed. These these actors have to get back into these roles and pick up kind of where they left off, but they have obviously aged a good bit. Um, so again, we're pulling off the 80s nostalgia with this. Some great, you know, some some great nostalgia that happens in this season, but man, is there some intense moments that happened in season four, let alone the fact that like, there is a song that I don't think charted in the U S and because it got played in this season, it charted finally for the first time in the United States, 34 (laughs) years after it got released. Yeah. Is it it
2: 34? Something like uh, that. But yeah, I saw, I think today it hit number one in, in uh, uh, the British charts.
0: UK. Nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I mean, it's pretty amazing. Kate Bush and, She's, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I. I it's, a, it's a song I recognize, but, you know, for people to, like, reclaim it, this new generation's <laughs> claiming this song like it's, it's right come dude, out of uh, nowhere. I'm they're just well, putting like, yeah. it in their
1: TikToks and everything. Right. <laughs> I
0: was trying to think. So think about this. I mean, I, there's been other times where this has happened. And the one that sticks out to me is Bohemian Rhapsody, from Wayne's world. Like that was one of those situations where that song had been out for a very long time. Yeah. And then our generation claimed that, you know, yeah. when it came out, it became like it hit number one. I'm pretty sure yeah. at a Wayne, very, Wayne's very long world, time
2: Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about Wayne's world and that happening at that point, but yeah, this feels a little different to me. Just, I think because of the social media aspect, I can't go on any sure. platform without seeing it everywhere. So, um, but anyways, yeah, I remember I too, I remember when, when these first couple seasons came out, having a conversation about how cool it was for the nostalgia of it, but it felt different because, uh, I remember, I think Seth compared it to like, um, the Goldbergs at the time where this show, there were just things in the background. It looked more authentic to us than the Goldbergs did. That was just kind of like, Hey, we're just pretending here and nothing really, fits in correctly and oh here's here's this thing let's turn it towards the camera so mm-hmm. you notice it and and it can be the focal point that type of right. you know uh blatant uh in your face yeah. uh, we didn't here.
1: know any of these actors so they, they just seemed like they could have been real kids they weren't hollywood handsome and <laughs> they just they were kind of nerdy
2: right right (laughs) unmistakable what a a dork but no uh you know winona Ryder was probably the big the big star of it in that first season she was the only one we you know we really knew um right but yeah it's uh it's been neat to grow with these kids
0: man we got some great elements happening in this season some satanic panic there some, is, yeah. Some uh, we we of course you got the Dungeons and Dragons element that's been there since season one, but I mean it's it seems to be on high display here.
3: It seems to be like that is it's. I mean it's a good idea, but it's it does feel a little like a crutch. Like our that's just what you're going to do every time. Mm-hmm. You're just going to pull out of that monster manual, and that's your next monster. So <laughs> you know that's what the next season is. Vec-
0: like. Vecna is a staple in D D lore, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Demigorgon, Vecna, you know, there's there's others like I'm it just seems like uh this seems like Vecna is basically uh I mean it is a big deal, yes. And they, I mean it's you're right, it's a staple, but it's all gonna lead back to the demigorgon or whatever I'm sure.
1: Mind the mind flayer Yeah mind right. flayer yeah. There you go. These are yeah. all
3: these are all big time D D Monsters that get used and that, over and that over. That
1: was kind of a difference this year. Like the first couple of seasons were almost like Lovecraftian, like cosmic. You know, there's yeah. something beyond that we don't understand. This felt more straight up horror. This was Nightmare on Elm Street, or you know, there, there's an actual monster going to break your bones. Like it, it was less no. conceptual and cosmic.
2: Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. It, it definitely had a bit more gore to it this yeah. year. I thought. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh,
3: I, I I was. Back when it became a thing, I was not an early adopter. I mean, I watched it right along with everybody else, but I was not like in love with it. Like everybody else was, I was like, it's fine. (laughs) I kind of slowly watched it. It did not knock me over like it did everybody else. And I wanted it to, but it didn't, it has grown on me over time. Like I, I really do like it. I, you know, watch it each season as it comes out and, uh, you know, and I really, I really like this season. I (laughs) like, you know, I, but. There's some things that I can do without. I that there are parts that bore me, like the whole, most of the stuff with Eleven in this hospital bored right. me to tears. I didn't okay. care about that I, girl. I right. wanted to be out with the kids that were out doing stuff. Right. You know. So
1: I, until that final episode where everything clicked. Yeah. It was a long slog to get because I hate dream sequences and is this a memory yeah. or is this really happening? Like it just. It seemed like they didn't know what to do with her, so they just kind of kept her treading water to, yeah. so we could get to the reveal.
3: Separating, it, I mean, for again, it was good, but I like the care. It's funny. It's like some of the characters I like the most, like Hopper and and Eleven stuff. Like they were the. It was just like all about just keeping them busy, right? Yeah, and, you know, it's like I don't want busy. <laughs> I want uh, to move the lot forward here and that neither of those did anything towards that
2: yeah
1: yeah, i'm a little bummed how much they split the cast up because i like them all interacting together but yeah it's such a big cast now you can't have them all in a big mass doing the same thing I, i understand why they have to split them up but i i like i like the interaction
3: it's just too bad like that because the adult child interaction between, you know, Winona Ryder and Hopper and those kids is some of the best parts of the show. Mm. Keep, you know, kind of just how they interact with the kids is good. And we didn't get to see any of that. <laughs> like they didn't do that this season. So no.
2: it's still, yeah, to- still good. I totally agree, though. They should. I-, I was hoping they would get together quicker. I mean, it pays off, I feel like, in that last episode, because you oh, want good, them to yeah. be together so bad. And then when finally, you know, they've done this in past seasons too but when they finally kind of you know group together you get a larger group of them it's like yeah that's what i want to see that's what you know let's go let's go kill it now but (laughs) but there were some good team ups in this um uh mia hawk's character uh teaming up with um oh shoot it's been too long too many weeks now nancy with nancy
1: how is your thoughts on nancy evolved? i remember you you thought nancy was the worst
3: yeah no yeah, I, at the beginning i thought you loved nancy at the no, beginning cliff, cliff no, hated nancy i hated nancy
2: at the beginning i was oh, I, I was I'll like Beck. Like now that. i totally blamed her for killing barb and i was like she is the worst oh, i can't stand totally this this
1: hashtag justice for barb <laughs> yeah. it was a whole thing
2: and uh i mean i i admit that i've certainly come around um a little bit you know well i mean i've come around with her but then we get to this season and and jonathan's in california smoking weed okay that whatever but yet i don't know i just kind of felt like i i guess if we were going to redeem her she would stick with that and quit you know that they wouldn't tease her getting back with her with steve um so much and flirting with him and this kind of back and forth thing thing going on because you know in that season one they were they were not good people they no. were the bad guys yeah. right uh so yeah i mean he was, they're obviously Steve was
1: supposed to be killed off in season one he was just I... the stereotypical jock villain guy but i think they liked the actor so much yeah. they found a way to redeem found i a way, uh... found
3: a way to get his shirt off <laughs> right everybody else I, he's no fin a...
0: <laughs> i had that yeah i guess not i i don't i don't like that aspect of what's going on between nancy and him right now like how they're possibly going to be getting back together and i'm like yeah. i mean i he hasn't redeemed that much in my eyes uh i mean yeah he he's he was a complete jerk in the beginning and why is she falling for him again uh, i mean i didn't like it i at that part i'm not i'm not a fan of uh, yeah. who do you think who do you think okay There is a Stranger Things formula. I mean, there, there, it very, very much feels like there's a formula sometimes to these. We're going to get attached to somebody, and somebody's going to die. Yeah, who is that going to be?
2: I totally expect that that to happen too, and I don't know who it's going to be.
3: I thought Um, when that that fourth episode or whatever the big episode where they play the song and everything, I. Well at that moment I was like do it. She's dead. Do She's it. Dead. Do it. I will I mean I really wanted them to do it. I like the character fine but I was like pull the trigger. Yeah. Are you are you didn't. talking about Max? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I, I like know. Max. That I like rough, Max dude. but in that moment I was like Are they going to do it or not? And I felt like they just kind of went. Remember,
0: what was it? Season two where Bob died? Uh, Season two or season three where Bob died. I mean, that just like ripped your heart out. You get to watch Billy die in season three. So you're just waiting for Max to buy it. And you're like, if they it's the good thing about that is they leave enough believability that they could do it in the show yeah. for
3: mm-hmm. you to be like, it could happen. Yeah, I definitely thought it was a 50-50 thing there. Right. Yeah,
2: I I feel like if it's, I feel like it's going to happen to somebody and if I were to predict who I think that might be at this point, I would say possibly Lucas. It could, it could be um, Will himself. I just feel like, other than you know, season one will just being a, a plot piece. They haven't really done much with no, him they until this year, with... and yeah. they've been, you know, obviously hinting at some stuff with him um, yeah, and, and yeah. giving him a little bigger point, teaming him up with uh, with old uh, Finn Wolfhard. The, and the internet,
1: uh, the internet hates Mike.
2: They yeah. do not yeah, like. I'm he's all a about my, kill Mike,
1: kill
3: Mike. <laughs>
1: He's got. Yeah. He's not. He's supposed to, for you know for the show pushing him as the hero or you know the main character at the beginning like he's not he's not uh been the fan favorite
0: <laughs> um eight oh five four five pizza all right call that number and you'll get to hear our good buddy that works at surfer boy pizza (laughs) talk about how schmacking the pineapple pizza is argyle
3: he's the best he's the best part of this season yeah oh man he's he's hilarious yeah i don't know i liked it i'm excited for these last couple episodes they're both like movie length i guess yeah yeah yeah
2: so i i really did um i was kind of like okay it's it's fine but it's not doing it so much for me until we got to that last episode of volume one and they really kind of put it together with 11 and that kind of like, (laughs) maybe, I don't know. I didn't put it together until like it happened that last moment of, you know, sent us back to the beginning uh, of how the, the thing came to be the portal opened. Um,
1: You know what I blame for that cliff? It's probably the same reason for me is I was so distracted by that actor because I thought it was Jason
2: Blossom. <laughs> <laughs> he, <laughs> that creepy redhead. <laughs> he looks like JJ. <laughs> totally.
0: Baby. Oh man.
3: Yeah, I like that. God, I felt I kind of saw it coming. I mean, it was probably it was pretty obvious to me he was going to be a bad guy.
0: Yeah, he was. You know,
3: I, uh, so just like shifty. they put him in there to be that at the. Over time, uh, something else made me think. I don't know. Oh, the guy that was helping him, or the guy that, yeah, the guy that was helping him at the prison, or whatever, was the guy from Game of Thrones. He was the one of the faceless men, or whatever. What was his, um, yeah. Oh, why can't I think of his name? Anyway, I just kept thinking, a man has a mustache. <laughs> He always talked about a oh, man, how's this? Yeah. To Aria and stuff, yeah. God, that's a Jack and Hagar. Story. That's a Jack and Hagar was his name in Game of Thrones.
2: Yeah,
0: well, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next volume. We'll see what's going to be happening. That's right around the corner. That's not that's yeah. a little less than a month
2: away, so be yeah, ready. It's getting pretty close. I'm ready. So, what's next? Uh, next, uh, we have the premiere of uh, on Disney Plus, Miss Marvel. Okay, so first off, I just want to say, I get it. You get what? High school. Kamala. Kamala. Another adventure shirt. Cute. She thinks I'm some kind of weirdo. You are a weirdo.
1: Boys. Excuse me.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you're kind of on my shirt. Sorry. But you're staring out the window in your little fantasy land. Kamala. Hey. Already? really come on like do i have to figure out my whole future before launchers
2: like really... maybe they're right i spend too much time in fantasy land That is not you it's not really the brown girls from jersey
1: city who save the world
2: that's a fantasy too Something happened to you. you no, know why? Did you hear something?
3: Kamala, what
1: does it feel like?
2: Cosmic. I
0: always thought I wanted this kind of life,
1: but I never imagined any of
3: this. Do you even know what you are?
2: I'm a superhero. Ah! Kamala Khan and this show is getting um it's I've seen a lot of love for this show uh a lot of positivity and um uh just a general like hey this I really like how this show is starting off it's not doing a lot of explainy stuff um it's just kind of putting you into the into the her world her
3: uh, it's sick, y it's got, you know, it's a little lighter tone. Sure. The third just It's just a, it's a, got a, you know, more family-friendly spin to it. Uh, basically, the, they nailed it as hard as they could with the freaking casting. Well, that girl is a star. <laughs> uh, I've watched the first two episodes, and the second one's even better than the first one. It's... She is so good. Like yeah, I, I'm very impressed. What's her name, her name George?
1: Is Iman Velani.
3: I don't know where she came from, as in like if she did ever did anything else, was on any other shows or anything, but she there is there are great. pictures
1: online of her cosplaying as Ms. Marvel when she was like 14.
3: Oh, okay. So wow. she was aware
1: of this character and like it meant something to her even before she got the role. So that's right. that's that's always that's a good a, that's cool, fanboy yeah. uh, success story we like to
3: hear. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love the show. I like like I said, I mean it's I always I got to it out.
1: I had the hard covers of the first 19 issues like they had a they had them cheap one time from Marvel, but I'd never read the whole thing. Right. So I busted these out and it's the show is as faithful as possible to this source material, Jesse. oh, oh nice. Uh, Without nice. having anything inhuman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this yeah. book is entirely about inhumans. The villain's an in inhuman. Her powers are inhuman. It's about, you know, Lockjaw and Medusa are involved. Atalon, she goes and visits. Wow. I mean, it's steeped in inhuman stuff. And Disney just plucked all that out of there <laughs> and got rid of it. So,
2: Good. oh, wow. Did that, yeah. I mean, because I'm not Marvel Comic Guy, did that make a difference to you guys watching the show?
3: Well, that would make me happy. I'm glad that there isn't any human inhuman stuff. I don't care at all about the inhumans. Um, I my, my one quibble with it is which I had to, is there things kind of you know escalate in the second episode, but the first episode was this we got to talk about Bruno, her friend Bruno. Uh, <laughs> she is not the greatest friend to this guy, <laughs> like he is. Yeah he is like
1: he is like
3: techie guy and sewing and doing all he does all this stuff and it's never like well what are you gonna do bruno what are you right. gonna be it's never any talk about anything he wants she just treats walks all over him mm-hmm. and i mean i was like are we gonna is this guy gonna be syndrome with this is over <laughs> you know it's just <laughs> like he, she treats him terribly i don't know I, I guess that maybe that's part of the story but it just so seemed the weird
1: comic was created by writer g willow wilson and right. co-creator editor sana amanat who are two young females from new jersey who are muslim mm. uh, so they brought their own life experiences to this artist adrian alfona and funny enough the the first run of this only lasted 19 issues because it ended with an incursion and the whole oh. world ended because of secret wars yeah so they they ended all the marvel comics that were going at the time so it launched a whole new character debuted it was an exciting new thing and they had to end it almost you know just a little after a year yeah, after it debuted wow. because they got chewed up in the marvel uh, event machinery but yeah. uh,
3: also yeah. he made her those gloves and she forgot him. right
0: just straight up yeah i, I was i
3: don't know I watched the first episode
0: with my family. We we enjoyed what we watched. Uh, you know, I've heard a lot of negativity about it as well, uh, as much as positivity. Is as, as, and I haven't episode.
3: heard anything negative about it. Just, what do you hear negative? Well, uh, it,
2: I've it, seen some comments.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure that a lot of it's just baseless. It
3: yeah, is. Just it, racist, it's racist, probably. Yeah, yeah. It,
2: it's yeah. It's all all the negative stuff is co- coming. You know, just as racist comments. Swoke and. <laughs> yeah yeah
3: exactly uh, Anyway, so it's all, all the predictable gar- stuff throw all out right. in the garbage I think this is a good family show that's freaking I just great I, like I said I like the second episode even better to like it's way up there for me right now when it's on I'm gonna re- watch an episode right away
1: and to me this is doing diversity the right way instead of we have one Muslim character and they are the Muslim Right. So if they're a good guy, then we're trying to say how amazing all the Muslims are. If they're a bad guy, all Muslims are terrorists. No, no we see a wide, we see the ultra religious side of it. We see the more secular side of it. We see people who are kind of caught in the middle. We see yeah. all the cliques. We see, they're and they all just seem like relatable pers- American people. people. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah.
0: actually people. So right. When you
1: don't, when you have a multitude, you're not relying on one to represent all, you know, like, so, you can have a villain or, or a hero or whatever, and it just, they just seem like a cross section of what's really out there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the real, the, the main takeaway from the show. Like I said, they don't bother with um, explaining everything to the audience of who everybody is or what, you know, how they feel or, or all the references from religion or Bollywood or any of that stuff. They just put it in there like, uh these per- these people would experience or would talk about it themselves rather than you know dumbing it down or or spending half the show uh telling us what it is and i like that because then after i watch an episode and i i hear something i hear a word that i don't know or, or what they're talking about i don't get the reference then i can take my time and go back and google it and figure it out for myself yeah, yeah.
1: the marvel universe is big enough i think it can fit all that in So the main thing, she gets this bracelet from her grandma and her mom's a little weird about it. She doesn't, she acts like, no, you shouldn't. So we think the mom knows more than she's letting on. Mm -hmm. And she says at one point, I've seen what happens when people obsess with fantasy. And she doesn't want to talk about her great grandma. So, and there's she tells the train story of the family escaping in 1947, called The Partition. When they when India split from Pakistan, so said uh, she brought shame to the family. Whoever this great grandma is, is some you know. We don't talk. We don't we, speaking of not talking about Bruno. We don't talk about great grandma. Yeah. So, <laughs> so so yeah, there's something going on in the family lineage. Whether again, if it's not inhuman, are they Cree somehow, or is this a or the Cree mega bands or whatever they are uh-huh. that that uh, the, the OG Captain, uh, is it Captain Marvel or, uh, Quasar or all those, mm. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Is it something like that? Or is it, is it something in their biology? Is it technology? We don't know, but I'm curious to find out.
3: It's not in the books.
1: No, she's in human.
2: Oh yeah. Simple.
3: They've changed. Yeah. They've changed her, her power. <laughs> Good. So Good.
2: Okay, and, what's next? Uh, the exact opposite on the superhero spe- uh,
3: show oh, Spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon. Uh... So, let me say it again, Cam. I may be a superhero, but I'm also just a man who fell in love with the wrong woman. Just a man who fell for the wrong woman. Uh, fell for the uh, wrong too, woman. But out of out crisis of, comes uh, change. Crisis. Out of crisis out of comes change here. Uh, so, oh, I spent my last year, last year really slowing down and, and reconnecting with, with myself. And I am very excited for everyone to meet the real me. There's something wrong with Homelander. There's something broken. He's lost his fucking mind. De-dee. Love, mommy and daddy and you know. but- Hey, oh. <laughs> We've been on the straight and narrow all year. No killing soups. No drinking even follow hugh campbell's orders without strangling him now you're just being cruel or maybe you're not such an asshole <laughs> family friendly yeah <laughs> <Yes>. no <laughs> uh
2: the boys on on is a prime show where, uh, we uh we've got the newest season started uh episode five just uh released today um we've seen most of us have seen most of those episodes so far and uh i don't know i I, this is a show though i I keep waiting for it to like take a turn and kind of let me down but i I don't know if it's just because it it stays on like (sighs) real life topics you know thing real life news stories they kind of slip in there a little bit on top of this fantasy world with superheroes and and stuff um i always find that kind of interesting like when they try and relate it to uh to superhero story stuff but uh yeah we get uh we're back with butcher and the and the boys huey and and uh mm and uh the um uh homelander has you know just when we think he can't get any worse he's he's oh, out yeah. there on the pr trail trying to trying to convince people that he wasn't that he got fooled by a nazi too and, and that's how the season starts
0: yeah, this is definitely definitely one of those shows where it is something you don't want the kids to walk in on usually. Um graphic. <laughs> yeah. You have yeah, the homelander situation that you're talking about there. Basically, he's now getting to a point where he's got nothing to lose and he knows it and he's using it against everybody because he knows he's practically invincible. And now that, I mean, the only thing that was kind of keeping him in his place, I haven't watched episode five yet, but it was mostly like he was so concerned about the public's perception of him. And then all of a sudden, he's like, no, um, the, uh, <laughs> then all of a sudden, it's like he, he, he finds out that if he's honest with people, if he's honest with the American public, there's a section of the public that love it.
1: yeah how how scary is that someone who telling it like it is can -hmm. can win over an audience
0: that's what i was just
3: gonna say Is like this guy is exactly i mean they're just making a trump character is what it is right Uh,
1: you can can gain popularity through a performative patriotism and white male grievance shocking
0: (laughs) (laughs) so he's he's starting to become more manipulative uh it's not getting good and carl carl urban's character of course billy butcher uh is now uh, you know he's he's you, what is it compound v is that what he's taking yeah. or he's temporary he's, it's temporary, he's, he's, temporary. They, always, they
3: always say that uh, It's was yeah. just a temporary kind.
0: yeah he's dealing with a little bit of a drug addiction we'll just put it that way if you want to you could probably draw something i mean if you were given some superpowers why wouldn't you want to use those gonna go how fast you can could pitch right <laughs> exactly um yeah but yeah. man, I yeah, I'm loving. I I've loved the boys since I first started watching it. Uh, we've covered the book on source material. This is a Garth Ennis thing. I mean, it's it's my jam all the way. All much, sorts of ultraviolence. Go ahead.
1: How much did you enjoy the book?
0: Did you did you? you... There is definitely. Oh my goodness, you remember? So oh, let me get my thoughts together here. Um, the book definitely had more graphic moments that I could remember at least I didn't read the whole series, but I've read, I think I've read the first one or two volumes and I can remember some of the graphic stuff that happened in there that, and also these were things that was just like, you can't believe that's in a comic book. (laughs) Um, And then they kind of, you know, the opening scene for episode one of this season was probably some of the I'll never forget what happens in episode one of season five, the explosion that happens will be etched in my memory from there on out. Uh, but as for liking the book, yeah, I loved what I read. Uh, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It it's pretty much the ultra violence that you get here. I didn't have any problem with it. Yeah, I. So this this
1: book was published by Wildstorm, parent company DC but not for long because DC decided we can't publish this. (laughs) So they gave the rights back and it went to dynamite. So Mm -hmm. dynamite has had a bestseller, you know, for many years, but DC was DC. Couldn't, couldn't take it. They couldn't take that. (laughs) They couldn't hack it.
3: Yeah. I read like you, the first couple volumes and really liked it. I think the show goes a little deeper than that was a, there's a lot of flash to the comic. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. That was my thought. I read off and on, because the issues were coming out as I was getting them, so I would flip through it and maybe read a little bit, but I didn't really keep up with it. I I liked it well enough, but it had that attitude, which is very Garth Ennis, that it, the book was all about superheroes, and yes, there were some metaphors, and it was about people, and any people in power are are wankers, (laughs) and need to be (laughs) taken down a peg, but superheroes in particular, and it had this mean streak about it that superheroes suck. They're terrible and immature, and anyone who likes them sucks and is immature. Like, it had this, like, this all needs to be wiped away. This all is is harmful to society. Yeah,
0: this is it's very anti-gosh uh which is good old superheroes that's not happening in the boys so i I
1: get i I can appreciate some of that but it's not what i want to read you know every month but the show is doing something different the show has become a really strong satire of literally everything (laughs) everything going on in america this show is and I, i don't know if it's the most artful way to do it but like you know the, the the way the media manipulates reality for all of us is is front and center and it's it's the people in charge aren't making decisions on what is right and wrong it is what does the polling data say what do the analytics say how will this come off can we can we cover this up with a press release like everything is about manipulating how it's viewed and not what's actually happening right yeah perception. yeah, yeah so the, the entire thing is run through real life and the marketing and the sales and the advertising the, everything's being sold to us even right. if it's not building off
0: the celebrity of these superheroes they're using that to you know manipulate the public and right
1: and and this is a story i feel like can only be told right now as superheroes are so popular have so taken over pop culture you can have that scene which yeah the, the most recent one there's a villain attacking what should we do all right, you book the Sunday shows, you get a press release. <laughs> it's like, no, should we go stop the villain? <laughs> it's like, that's the yeah. first thought is, how do we spin this? And so yeah. that it, is It, it that definitely is feels, like,
2: it feels like the perfect time to, to do this. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, wow,
1: making points
2: about corporations, politics, celebrity, fandom,
1: the military, pharmaceutical companies, race, policing, cancel culture, me too and time's up like literally everything anyone's talking about the show is is throwing some of it in there and saying like yeah and blowing it up to 11 because it's superheroes with costumes of power so (laughs) it's i I don't know if it's a spoonful of sugar kind of thing to help (laughs) the medicine go down but it's it's something and i'm just so impressed every week of like all right i guess the show is doing this (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah absolutely um the only thing uh, i was going to ask you guys uh because i did not read these books i'm strictly just going off the show for the most part um with the addition now they've added jensen ackles uh as soldier boy um is this pretty along the same you know is he is it pretty similar to him in the comic book or is this a completely this different okay I don't know. Yeah, everybody. that, that
1: everybody. character's a little later in the run, I think. I'm okay. the
2: same way. Yeah. I don't
0: recall coming uh, seeing Soldier Boy at all.
1: But I did read the uh the character that popped up in this last one, the uh, the legend.
2: Yeah, yeah. So got Paul Riser playing <laughs> the Stan Lee role here. Oh, nice. <laughs>
3: he's pretty good. Yeah, he's yeah. Pretty good. Nice. I was like, man, Paul Riser. He's on two of these shows we're talking about. Like, he's everywhere
2: right, right now. It does, you know. Oh, we needs a My Two Dads reboot, and everybody's <laughs> mad. Everybody's
3: mad about Paul Reiser. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: yeah. Um, I don't know. Has anybody watched anything else? You want over uh, the last I, I week?
3: Mean, a million things. Barry Barry just ended. Uh, oh yeah. I know. I saw you watch it, Jesse. I I follow you. Uh, follow your little ratings thing. And I was a little miffed by your rating of the last episode.
0: Okay. All right. I, I was Why just did about to not pull like up? it
3: pull up tv time i think you gave it three out of five and uh, i, was I like, gave it a what? three
0: out of oh this season hasn't been doing it for me
3: uh, crazy i don't um, think you get this show get out of here
0: oh yeah sure I Stop talking. don't Bye.
3: i
1: don't <laughs> disagree
3: <laughs> uh.
1: and i rewatched. i rewatched the first two because it had again it had been quite a while since we had any new episodes so yeah, i re-watched man. the first two jump right into three was really excited and it's to me it's been fine i don't know it hasn't really clicked and, and you know they're making him a little more hard to like, which is fine. I don't mind a complicated hero or anti-hero, yeah. but I don't know something's not something about yeah, this season isn't quite not, what it was. He's not past. a
3: good guy. Like they, it's a guy that thinks he's a good guy, is well, not a good guy.
1: I'm I,
0: so I started watching it, and I didn't realize it's so funny because we're, we're sitting there watching it. And we're going through season one, season two, season three, and then I I told my wife was like, Holy, there was a huge gap in between these seasons that of course we didn't experience everybody else did that was watching it and staying up on top of it uh, because we went right in to the final or this last season. Uh, But yeah, I mean, you're rooting for the guy at the beginning. And now we're at a point where I, I don't root for Barry. All most of these characters are just are unlikable and and that's fine. Again, that's, uh, that's obviously what they're shooting for here. But I liked Barry at first. I was like, okay. You know, the one guy I'm rooting for, NoHo Hank. Yeah. That's the guy
3: I'm rooting for. Yeah. And he what an amazing scene when he's in the cell and there's a whatever on the this, other side yeah. of that wall. I
0: know, dude. That uh, was
3: so intense. Right. He incredible acting job by these people. It is. It. I could see why it loses you guys because it is so dark and there's no one to root for i get that that's a that's a big reason why it would lose a lot of people i just think the guy is a brilliant director like bill hader is incredible at making this meticulous clinical way of shooting something that shows you just the bare minimum of what you have to see never tells you anything you just make these connections by yourself by what you see is not there's no talk to explain anything and you don't need it. We are yeah. all capable of following the story. It's just, I think it, it's so well done.
1: And I even like the randomness that think random things will just happen or, you know, a gun will go off you know, when you don't yeah. expect it. Like, I like the surprises. I I, I can't pinpoint. And there's good humor.
3: That me, one, but... the one cop that just is not going to believe that it was a raven or whatever. And he said the beginning of his last episode when he's in the back and he's like, like what happened to albert well uh after he got his gun out and cocked it in our faces (laughs) he left i I figured he's out seeing the sights (laughs) (laughs) no it's just just so it's so good to me I, i mean uh no ho hank is getting out from whatever that was going down the hallway and just the giving us we do not know what's going on you see just this body dancing you know just in the shadow looks like doesn't even almost like human you're like what is he walking into what is going on in this house you know right it's just like and just the sadness of like these all these relationships are ruined none nobody is has a relationship after this i don't care who you are the the one redeeming thing even even, i mean just that the character of the henry winkler's plan i mean that guy should win an award i think he is doing great in the show and just playing this piece of crap, he never made it as an actor, so he pretends he's a a great director that can give lessons <laughs> and people take him and everybody hates him uh he you know and now you know at the end of this, he actually has to what's he have to do to solve this problem
0: he yeah. has
3: to act yes he has to act Gene Cousineau. And he has to step up after getting yelled at in his face <laughs> right By, man like, i mean that guy was in him his, out of it what yeah. a
0: weird way to like interrogate or persuade somebody it and, worked. It was and it worked <laughs> yeah exactly but it was
3: so what it was like what are we watching you know uh-huh but just like all the stuff that sixth episode where he's on the motorcycle and just like oh. all the stuff that happens and that that's that episode's Amazing, like yeah, I I I will give you
0: know. There's there's definitely been some standouts for me. Oh my Um.
3: gosh, it just like I I could go on and on. That Sally is incredible. The girl who plays Sally, like her face in this episode when she like gets through all you know the torment they went through in that room, you know. And he's like, hold her face. It's just like she looked like she died and come back to life. You know, it's just like, and just the fact that he's still deluded about everything like he thinks that yeah i'm here's what we do and i'm solving this and we'll still be together and you know
1: yeah the fact he still thinks he can fix it or he can just one more thing to do and then everything will go back to normal
3: oh man i loved when albert said to him you gotta stop you're starting now when he (laughs) said i was like oh that was awesome what a payoff it's so dark though i
0: mean yeah it's getting i just it wasn't hitting it for me this season. Yeah. There's, there's enough there. I've, I've st- I'm going to watch next season. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, sure. well, how they're going, the way they ended it, you know, it could have been the obviously- end
3: that could have been the end they're right. not ending it, but that, that would have been an ending. I'm curious. I, I hope they can explain why whatever happens next happens next. <laughs> Cause that was a pretty, pretty big end to it. Right. I just, I don't know. I love it. I think it is. A plus stuff
0: A plus Well I've been uh, I've been watching an HBO Max
3: Ooh. series
1: Oh yeah uh,
0: Time Traveler's Wife
1: Time travel. It's not a superpower
3: It's a Disability It's what's wrong with me future wife Your day will the three things I got good at to survive Your day will running fighting and stealing the danger isn't the worst Christmas is the worst there are days he keeps going back to I can't control it I hate to be where she's not. But... I'm always going, and she can't follow.
2: This is me changing the future.
3: I have tried to change it. Trust me, you can't. I am. Who the hell are you? What does he look like?
2: more than
3: i could ever love anyone else
0: so then where is he oh so i don't know if you guys I haven't started, started
3: it yet i, I okay. put it on my list there yeah um, i never read the good. book i never watched the movie
0: i will say that i didn't expect a whole lot okay and you know me in time travel. We just had a, what two two big long episodes about yeah. our love for that. But it is a very very solid series. Okay, um, I like the I definitely like the time travel mechanics, and of course, you know, it's just one guy who you know is traveling back in time into his own past. Uh, sometimes outside, but um, it's it's done well for a romance story. Yeah, uh, to have these science fiction elements in there, they put just enough sci-fi into it to make it very interesting in, for me. But there, it's it's definitely a love story. It's a yeah. great love story. So, if it, I would say if you have the opportunity to check it out, if you want to wait till all the episodes drop, definitely watch it because uh, I wasn't expecting a whole lot. It's I'll really probably good. check
3: it out. I'm on vacation this week, so I am catch up on some stuff. I'll I'll, I'll see what the first episode does for me.
0: Okay. I, yeah. I, I wondered how
1: well it straddled that line of, you know, a, a romance, you know, drama, and a interesting sci fi story because I, I guess it would be hard to do both. The yeah. character,
0: like, <clears throat> the character's interesting. You know, the main character he's a uh, he's he's been time traveling his whole life, um, and but it's it it keeps it very very interesting to try and find out. The hardest part is to think outside of time, linear linear, linearly. Is that a word mm. you, you have to because this guy is going back and forth in different ages, but they do a good job of keeping you in the story and don't and not letting that take you out of it, because it might be him at 38 years old. And then the next scene, you might see him with his future wife when he was like 20 something and she's 16 and it's just it, it, they're all over the place and you're like that should be a big detriment to this series and it's not they do it great it's the first time that i've ever seen something this complicated get told this well in a uh, in a time travel story
1: Cool. You know what, guys? That sounds like the next "This Is Us" for you guys.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We will.
0: I don't see. think you're going to cry too much.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't put it past us. <laughs> and, and
1: Jesse, I know you already talked about this one, I believe, but there's the other HBO miniseries, "We Own This City." Did anyone else oh, yeah. check that out? I yeah. watched it. The uh, David yeah. Simon and George Pelicanos follow-up to "The Wire." Do you guys know who I am?
0: Let me
3: see your hands on the ground. Keep on the ground. All right, so tell me something We asked the questions I'm just curious, I mean, what brought y'all into us? Long story, a lot of twists No doubt No
1: doubt I'm Nicole Steele with the Department of Justice
0: in a city of 620,000, BPD cops reported over 300,000 pedestrian
3: stops in the last five years. You guys have locked up and beat on so many people. We can't get 12 in a box. We're willing to trust what a cop says.
1: Could there ever be a moment where a police officer performed their job in such a manner that you would agree with a finding that he should be fired for abusive behavior or brutality? Certainly. Has it ever happened?
2: We're doing our jobs. What do people want for us to stop policing? They want us to do it without the collateral damage. You know what the Baltimore cops who don't have complaints are doing every day? Mm-hmm. They sure as hell ain't policing. And you can't just blame the cops. We serve the politicians who thrive on being tough on
1: crime. And when they reinstated me, they put me in a unit made up of a bunch of the biggest crooks in
3: the whole goddamn department.
1: These men right here, my detectives, we do things by the book.
0: Mr. DeMendis, I'm living.
2: Drunk war justifies a lot. Mr. DeManus. This is a dysfunctional police department with a culture that looks at accountability as a four-letter word. I told you weeks ago about a federal investigation.
0: There's always a rumor of a federal investigation. This shit never happens. It's phone This shit
3: been going on for a long while. We just followed the
0: leader.
2: Am I going to lose my job over this?
1: Uh, many of the same actors from The Wire, that classic police criminal drama, also set in Baltimore. Yeah, it's about corrupt cops on a gun trace task force.
3: So It's I, tough, I to felt- it tough to see that one guy that was playing a detective that played a drug yeah, dealer or whatever. Marlo, yeah, I was like,
0: ah. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, over on the Rattling Broadcasting Network, Mark has got a project. It's a monthly project that we're doing right now where we're going through all the David Simon-related series. So we just did Talk Homicide... we did homicide season five six and seven so we just finished that up we did do we own this city um john bernthal oh my gosh i mean what an actor what an actor and i mean he is by far three or four levels above whatever else we get in that show (laughs) because it's amazing what he can pull off but uh but yeah i mean it was again what were we talking like there was like four episodes six episodes i can't remember six six and every i mean yeah it was a good procedural uh i didn't have any idea this was based on a true story (laughs) no clue until the very end where they're like showing all the uh the stuff that's happened to these guys afterwards and then immediately mindy's like what what's going on with him now? So we were immediately on the internet trying to find out what's going on with uh, what's his name and the cops that he was involved with. Uh, but yeah, it was I enjoyed myself. I had a good
1: time watching it. See, I, I rewatched The Wire not too long ago within the last year or so. Me too. And it's it's a great series. People hail it as the best show of the of the century or whatever. But like there's a little bit of like tone-deafness of where we are right now with policing the way the heroes jump out and harass the corner boys. And like, there's just some ugliness to it. So I feel like this show deals with that of like, you know, there's always the argument, like, how else do you want us to police? We're putting our lives on the line. It's really dangerous out there. What do you want us to do? Hmm. And I get that argument, but it also plays the other side of like the community. You can't even get a, a full jury together because there's no one on a jury who will trust what a cop says. Right. And it's this, this year after year, harassment and and problems in this inner city and it's that's an interesting that's an interesting concept to think about
0: the one thing that i took away from it was like the downfall of just about everybody every entity in that show was greed they wanted money or they wanted numbers you know, it, it didn't have to greed doesn't have to just be money. I mean, everybody, we wanted the numbers. We got to get, you know, this guy gets out. He's the one guy, even though he beats the crap out of everybody he comes across, he's the one guy that does the policing. Right. He's the one guy that brings up the numbers. OK, well, let's let him do what he wants to do. It's it is a very it, that show doesn't give you any answers. It just shows you what the problem
3: shows you. Yep. Look at these problems. Look at now, look what happens. Right. (laughs) Yeah. What
0: are you guys gonna do about it? I don't know, but I'm here to show you. Come visit Baltimore. It's a Baltimore tourism. (laughs) I
3: bet bet Baltimore love that.
1: (laughs) We uh, (laughs) I I love John Bernthal. He should win he should win an award for like most accent. (laughs) or something yeah. like his most, accent most was so, beardness <laughs> most, uh... he raised his voice like three octaves like hey he know. did like, too it was so i noticed high. that it Gotta was called really that ambulance, Gotta call ambulance man <laughs> like his he was just on a whole other level I. I. I yeah.
0: the one scene when is i think it's at the end of the first episode where they just throw him into the you know, the box i guess you'd say or they throw him into an interrogation room and you know he thinks he's bigger than everybody yeah. He believes it. And one guy walks in there and John Bernthal says nothing. Not one word comes out of his mouth, but the looks that he gives to that guy, you're just I mean, you think he's gonna kill him. It's a it's just an amazing piece of acting. Um really, I mean, my goodness, I, I just yeah. can't I can't speak. Good. I I uh I did watch another David Simon thing just recently called The Corner. Have you guys ever watched The Corner?
1: I know of it, but I haven't seen it.
0: It is the most depressing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's also obviously uh, centered in Baltimore, but it is straight up just about the, uh, a family dealing with drug addiction and being on The Corner and dealing drugs. Um, again, it just shows you what the problem is and uh doesn't really give you any answers, but like I said, it is
1: very, very depressing. Um yeah, I believe all his research and work on that is what led to the wire doing a fictionalized version. I I believe so. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, that's hey, if you guys are interested in David Simon monthly over there on the Rattle at <laughs> you' broadcasting we'll Tell you about drugs, we'll tell you about cops, we'll tell you about depression. <laughs>
2: That's a lot of fun sounds like a good time
1: <laughs>
2: well the last yeah. thing I had uh, just something real quick uh, I know that uh,
1: bring it up Cliff bring that, it raise raise it up for us
2: that <laughs> Seth and Jordan and I watched I think all in the same night at this same time almost uh, was uh, Adam Sandler's <laughs> latest movie on Netflix called Hustle do
1: you love this game? Woo!
0: I mean love it with your whole heart yeah! Because if you don't, let's not even bother. Let's not open that door. They're just going to slam it right in our face.
1: Look, I'll be riding through my old hood, but I'm in my new desert.
0: I love this game. I live this game.
2: There's a thousand other guys waiting in the wings who are obsessed with this game.
3: Obsession
0: is going to be talent every time talent in the world but are you obsessed let's face it it's you against you out there look at me when you walk on that court look at me you have to think i am the best guy out there hey. so let me ask you again do you love this game
1: look at me
2: Um, all about, uh, he, he's a, uh, a road agent, a scout, uh, for the, uh, for an NBA team, the Philadelphia 76ers and travels all, all over the world, um, looking for the next big superstar. And, uh, um, that's pretty much the premise of the, of the movie. I,
3: I am such a sucker for a sports movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's no... You can you can just root for it's such an easy thing to there's no bad guy like there's I mean there's a bad guy but there's there's no nothing bad about your the characters you're rooting for it's just like yeah. and it's just like er, the world's against them and they just gotta I just love it hey, give me a Hoosiers give me a yeah. that underdog know, story yeah, is, this is, is a this great was, thing. this was just I mean, it's not the greatest movie I've ever seen, but, you know, it is such a pleasant, enjoyable watch to watch an underdog story, you know, of somebody that has skills, try to get into, you know, make it, and, you know, be the guy or whatever. It's just like, I love yeah. it. And,
2: it. And this movie kind of doubles down on that. Like, like Adam Sandler himself, you know, even though he's in the league, like he's kind of an underdog too. You know, he had an accident. Uh, he was a college player, had an accident, ruined his career. Now he's still trying to get into or remain in the league and get to where he wants to be, as well as finding the you know, the underdog is finding this guy on the street and, and trying to get him uh into the NBA. So it really doubles up on it, but I really enjoyed it. I hadn't watched a movie like that
3: for a little while. Uh, and- Adam Sandberg can freaking act. I I don't like His comedies basically (laughs) anymore. I like the old ones, but most of that garbage where he just goes off to somewhere with his friends and makes a garbage movie. I don't care about that at all. I don't watch it. But man, I freaking love his uh, punch Drunk love and uncut gems. And this was kind of a mix of between the two. He went off. He's a huge basketball fan. So he went off with his basketball friends and made a movie, but he got, but he got to play a, a serious character and it was freaking great. Yeah. You've not watched this, Jesse? Is this a, no, I not haven't. your type of it. movie?
0: No, no, I'd watch it. I, I just yeah. I, I haven't heard really anybody review it yet to say if it was good or bad. I've just seen it sitting there on the. It's on oh. Netflix, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't had a chance to bring it up.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. I, there were a whole bunch of cameos from a whole bunch of people I didn't recognize, but I was still. So yeah, if you're an NBA fan, there's a lot to like here. But yeah, I'm not at the at this moment, and I still. By yeah, the end I, honestly of it, I was think, really invested and rooting for it.
3: I honestly think you're better off not knowing if these, you know, that these, you don't know who the guy is that he goes and finds. You don't know who mm-hmm. all these, all these people that are playing characters, you don't know what that they're, whether they're anything or not, you know.
1: And it was interesting the behind the scenes, you know, how do you get to a tryout? How do you, how do you get seen by the important people and, you know, the steps you've got to take. You know, I don't yeah. know, right. the NBA, if you don't go to college <laughs> you don't get drafted that way, like, how do you get in the side door?
3: Yeah, it's
2: fun. Yeah, it was good stuff. So, it's good.
3: Good, good movie. Good way to end it, Cliff. We did it. <laughs> we did it. All right. Thank you
1: once again. In the fourth chair there, Mr. Jesse Starter. We appreciate you being here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. And plugs. Now's the time. Oh, well, then I'll <laughs> go ahead and do that.
1: You were uh, yeah. slightly plugging earlier. Don't think you didn't notice. Uh, hey, hey, if you
0: like comic books, I do a comic book podcast. Uh, there's a feed out there. It's called the Source Material Comics Podcast feed. should be able to find that pretty easily in any podcatcher. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we got a couple shows on there strictly for the Source Material feed. That's Source Material, which just cover. It's kind of like a book club for comics. Uh, we'll pick a story. We'll talk about it, usually me and a guest. I might go on a solo adventure just recently dropped one on count Ducula number one from 1988. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. Learn all about nanny and Igor and count Ducula on that. I listened to your
3: series on image comics.
0: Oh, well, I'm glad you did. Thank you very much. I know it was a pretty, uh, pretty quick hit just about every day. Me and Chris Uh, Armstrong sitting there. That was
3: enticing to me.
0: (laughs) We would, uh, we would sit there and dis- we discussed and ranked, we ranked them, folks, ranked the uh, our favorite image creators and their number ones when the Image Comics launched. So we went from seven to one, got to tune in to find out what number one is. And trust me, me and Chris Armstrong, we, we agreed wholeheartedly and 100% on who number one was going to be. Uh, so yeah, check that out. Uh, that was uh, under unspoken issues because that is the other show that runs on the source material comics podcast network, which is just focused on nineties comics affiliated with the unspoken decade. So uh, we have all sorts of other stuff coming up uh, here sometime soon. So just kind of keep an eye on You like comics, tune in, feel free to subscribe. Usually drop about an episode a week. Thank you guys very much again for having me on.
2: And if you want to be like Jesse, uh Check out our Patreon at patreon.com/slash you down with kpp. Uh, no, it's just patreon.com/slash you down with kpp. No.com. Step <laughs> first so, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So. laughs> Easiest <as> pie, everybody. Dot <laughs> com. But yeah, no, we're trying to we we put some fun stuff out there every now and again, and then you get the a lot of the these episodes, uh, the video versions we record now, as much as possible, and there's um, some fun other stuff. The five dollar tier uh, currently has a sticker free sticker promotion, so uh, we're running with that. Ooh. But uh, you can get some merch. Um, yeah, so check us out there.
1: All right, so we'll be back soon. We've got Obi-Wan to talk about. We've got more kids on bikes role-playing and Riverdale at some point. So we will be back soon. This is Kapow, the Popcorn Podcast, and my name is Jordan Lowe.
3: I'm Seth. Bye forever. Oh. Oh, my mom did a marathon
1: summer cleaning thing. (laughs) <laughs> and found a box of old comics. Are you serious? In a closet. So I brought a couple that were in this box. Unbelievable. Count Mad duc- and Mad, ball. ball's, number Mad balls, number one. <sighs> one. Add on the back. Look
0: at that, dude. Nice. Very nice. That's back funny. to
1: the future. The adventures continue. <laughs> and it Look says, that. not for resale. I don't know what this was where'd that come out at? i don't know i can't find anything it was a was giveaway that, or uh, something.
2: yeah was that like a burger king promotion or something published
1: by harvey comics back to the future i don't know if it was like trying to sell like the animated series was just about to come out and it was some kind of promo or something what's what's the what's the year <sighs> looks like 1991 okay and you can get the, you get the VHS box set for fifty nine ninety five. <laughs> Man, that's
0: awesome, dude!
1: Cliff, that the is... Mickey and Goofy.
2: <laughs> that's universe the universe of, energy of Energy
1: sponsored by Exxon.
2: Yes, oh, so that it's was oil. uh It's a whole a...
1: comic about how awesome oil is. <laughs> that, that, Are you
2: serious? Yes, that was the attraction in Epcot nineteen eighty two. It was all about fossil fuels back then yep. and Exxon promoting them and how good they were and the future of energy. Let's dig up
1: stuff out of the dirt.
2: That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the stuff right there.
1: Yellow Man great. and Wobbly.
0: Never heard <laughs> of that. Jello
1: giveaway. Tandy Computer, The WizKid.
0: I've <laughs> seen that. Jello
1: Jiggler. I've, I've seen ads for that. Hotline for victims of substance abuse. Compliments of Radio Shack. Mm. The X-Men Pizza Hut be given. I remember that one. Yep. The Spider-Man. Does anyone know this issue? Spider-Man and Power Power. That looks familiar. Where it is revealed that Spider-Man got molested. Oh, no. Wow. There's a kid being uh, there's a babysitter It was like Let's tickle and let's have fun, but don't tell your parents. Oh
0: man! Spider Man
1: hears it in the next room and runs over to save him, and And tells him a tells him a story that when he was little, the same thing happened. This creepy old dude. Oh man! Bought him some hot dogs. dogs
0: Took him to (laughs) a ball game. He
1: said, "There's some stuff. I bet you've never seen anything like what's in that magazine."
0: Oh no! (laughs) Gosh.
2: Oh, It was Kevin Keller. His tickle <laughs> fights. <laughs> Gosh, he
1: says something about like I didn't have the courage to go home or something. So something like it's, yeah, something bad happened. Muppet <laughs> <laughs> Babies. Muppet oh, nice. Babies.
0: And now, well, Muppet well, Babies
1: uh, is Muppet
0: uh, Babies Marvel. Yes. Is it Star or is it Marvel? Ye- before?
1: Marvel. Marvel yeah this must be before the star thing
0: well star I learned that star went out in 88 I think yeah because Count Ducula had a Marvel uh, thing but it said on the inside presented by star comics so depending on what year it is it, it, was oh, it looks prob- like 89 it must be after yeah.
1: star.
0: Uh, it might even say on the inside like uh, oh, star, comics star comics presents, presents. Yeah. yeah
1: so these are online mine at some point <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's fantastic dude hey i i never did get to tell you guys the story and i'll make it quick i know we're getting late but the the whole x-men giant size x-men that i was yeah. talking about yeah so mm-hmm. the lady sends me i might have, i can't remember how much i told you guys but so this is a lady i work with and she sends me a message and she's like hey she knows i'm the you know i i collect comics and whatever she's like i Going down in the basement, we're getting ready for the yard sale, we're cleaning things out. She's like, Do any of these look good? And she sends me the pictures. And there's, there's like, I don't know, 10 or 15, let's uh, say, like probably about 10 giant size comics. But you know, I'm looking, I'm pouring through them. This is about like a month, month and a half ago. I'm kind of going through them. I'm like, I said, eh, you, you might be able to sell those on eBay and probably get like 20 bucks or something like that. Uh, there is, you know, giant size kung fu whatever um uh, whatever it was hand of kung fu i can't remember but anyway they're all like bronze age mostly giant size comics but nothing that i've ever was like holy crap you know call you know call somebody (laughs) and then of course like a month later she's like jesse this one and I'm like, what is she talking about? And there is a giant size X-Men number one, and I'm like, <laughs> holy crap! What? Where? Why? Didn't you show me this? I, I was going through the pictures, make sure I didn't miss it. And uh, I told her, I said, uh, her husband, I guess he collected car, uh, collected cards, so he knows about grading and stuff like that. did not know that about a comic, didn't know that you could do that with comics, but he knew about baseball cards and stuff like that. And I was like. Said, go and get it graded. Uh, I said, you most likely it's probably going to at least get, I was sending her prices from eBay of stuff that was graded and it was decent. It was decent condition. Um, but, uh, I didn't know if he would bring it in or anything like that because they live in Marietta and Mm -hmm. I didn't know if he'd be like, Hey, can you help me get this graded or whatever? I didn't, I didn't suggest you or anything. I just, I said, uh, you know, you want to look into like trying to get that figured out because it would, if it's decent grade, you can make bank on it pretty good right now. So, uh, but yeah, I couldn't believe it. Uh, she sent me stuff before. She's like, what do you think of this? And this was like two or three years back. It was a bagged death of Superman. I'm like, well, I mean, you can get a dollar for that. Maybe yeah. <laughs> There was,
1: those were in there too. All those die cut return of Superman <laughs> covers and right. the white bagged adventure. Yeah. So yeah, other people are finding John's
3: Eyes X Men in their boxes. I'm finding yeah. Muppet, get Muppet, <laughs> babies. <laughs> Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies. Got the one. Spider Man got... gets molested. They can do a ball game. Went Saw the
2: Bicycle Man. Wow.
0: Well, good times, gentlemen. Have All
2: good right. Time. We did it. Yes. Kapow, the pop culture podcast, is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow, the pop Cultured podcast, can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash udamwithkpp for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.